When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. In the past few years, we've seen animal activism increase. This is according to Animal Agriculture Alliance. But don't be discouraged. Agriculture can be a part of the conversation and show people that the industry does a good job of taking care of its animals. Hannah thompson Weeman is the Vice President of Strategic Engagement with Animal Ag Alliance. She shares the trends she's been seeing. The Alliance has certainly seen an uptick in activism, and particularly aggressive animal rights activism over the past year and a half. And that surprises some people, you know, throughout the pandemic as we've been navigating supply chain challenges and quite frankly had more important things to worry about with getting food from the farm to the consumer. Some people will ask us, well, I haven't seen a whole lot about activists. You know, did they, did they go away during the the pandemic and unfortunately that is not the case. They've been very active both using online channels and social media and then also still going to farms, going to plants, holding protests, disruptions, trying to add to supply chain disruptions by causing plants to have to, to shut down in order to deal with their tactics. So we've definitely seen more and more activism at the farm and plant level and then also uh, at kind of the higher more strategic level with a lot of focus on climate. There's a lot of conversation about the climate. Uh, the new administration is very focused on sustainability protecting the environment. So activist groups are trying to latch on to that public interest to sell the narrative that animal agriculture is as a villain in that conversation about the climate, despite that not really being the case. However, there is a silver lining and there's some great opportunities for animal agriculture because the pandemic has also kind of awakened a sense of appreciation for the food supply chain, for the general consumer. For people my age, it was the first time we've ever gone to the grocery store and seen empty shelves and seen restrictions on purchasing. And that was very short-lived because of how resilient our supply chain is. Uh, so that's a lesson that I think a lot of people have walked away with. There's a Gallup poll that ranks uh, how Americans view industries and food and agriculture rose 11% last year to be number one on that poll and it's still number one because people have more of an appreciation. So I think there's been some challenges brought about by the pandemic but also some opportunities we should take advantage of. How do you take advantage of these opportunities and is that where you guys come in? The Alliance does both positive, proactive engagement, so connecting with audiences like uh, dietitians, restaurant and retail brands, the media, to talk about key issues like animal welfare, sustainability, uh, responsible antibiotic use, and make sure we're setting the record straight and the, the narrative is correct on those topics. We also do a lot of monitoring of adversarial voices. So what are activist groups doing? What strategies and tactics are they employing? And what does the animal agriculture community need to be informed of? So we're involved in that conversation, but we also need farmers, veterinarians, industry professionals to be part of that as well because ultimately people trust people and we need more faces on modern animal agriculture. So we started a program last May, so you know, right around the time of the, the pandemic called Animal Ag Allies, which is a training opportunity for farmers, ranchers, industry professionals, practicing veterinarians to hone their communication skills because maybe you have all the knowledge in the world, all the passion in the world, but you've never taken a communications class or you don't know about media training or how to get started on social media. So that Animal Ag Allies program has been really important to make sure we're adding new voices to the dialogue as well. What are some of the top issues right now? One of the biggest subjects we're hearing the most about is climate change. So what is animal agriculture's contribution to that when you talk about things like emissions or air quality or water quality? These groups have realized that, you know, telling people to go vegan for decades is not working. All their efforts around animal agriculture, uh, you know, maybe they've gotten some laws to be able to be passed and things like that, but they're not turning 
turning consumers away from consuming meat, poultry, dairy, and eggs. So they're trying whatever they can, and their latest thing is latching onto all the public interest in the climate. So that's a major one. We're seeing a lot of protests in the name of climate change, a lot of petitions, a lot of things attempting to draw that connection between animal agriculture and being harmful for the planet. As far as on-farm, uh, you know, anything involving confinement, so, you know, animals being housed indoors, stocking density is being made a major issue in dairy cow-calf separation is something we're seeing activists talk about. Uh, you know, however you house your animals, if they're outside in the winter, they're going to complain about that. If they're inside in a barn, they're going to complain about that. So again, it's not really about what we're doing, but the fact that we're raising animals for food at all, they don't find that acceptable. So you really are working to bridge that gap in communication, right, between consumer and producer. That's exactly our mission at the Alliance. We want to safeguard the future of animal agriculture, and we do that by bridging the communication gap between farm and food communities. So we recognize that a lot of people are disconnected from animal agriculture, especially modern animal agriculture. So unfortunately, that leaves them susceptible to believing the myths and misinformation that extremists are putting out there. So that's why the responsibility is on us to make sure they're getting the other side of the story. Otherwise, if they're only hearing that negativity, that's going to be what they buy into. So we need to be there in these conversations as well. You know, Hannah, there's some people in my life who do Meatless Monday because they think it helps the environment. What's your response to that? On one hand, the Alliance firmly believes in consumer choice. So whatever diet you want to choose that fits your values and your budget, whether it is, you know, eating meat, poultry, dairy, and eggs, whether it's vegan, vegetarian, flexitarian, whatever that might be, you should be able to choose that. But you need to make that choice based on accurate science-based information. So certainly, um, you know, people are free to, to put whatever on the plate that they'd like, but they need to make sure they understand uh, the true story of what animal agriculture's impact on the environment is, and that it actually is, you know, less than 4% of emissions here in the U.S. comes from livestock. Uh, so if you're actually looking to make an impact on the environment, there's a lot of other things you can do. Look at your driving habits, look at your light bulbs, uh, you know, all those kind of things could have a bigger influence than adopting something like meatless Mondays. Uh, and there's been some research into what impact that that actually has, and it's really minuscule. If we actually removed animal agriculture from our supply chain completely, it would only decrease emissions by about 2.5%. So it's a really small, and that's completely, not just Meatless Monday, that's ditching completely. Uh, and then we would be left with nutritional deficiencies as well. So you've got to look at the whole picture and make your own decision of what works for you, but make sure you're making it based on accurate information. And I have a quick question about online etiquette. You know, when we are on Facebook, Instagram, and we want to correct somebody or fight back or maybe get angry about a comment they made about agriculture, what's the best way to do that? First of all, you need to understand who you're talking to and who your audience is, because our audience is not that extreme on the other end of the spectrum that's already made up their minds. They already are completely opposed to what we're doing. Sometimes we get caught up in, well, if I just explained it to them, or if I just showed them my farm, then they would understand. But again, it's not about how we're doing it or how well we're doing it. If we're raising animals for food, they don't believe that is ethical and responsible to be done. So we don't need to waste our time on that other extreme side of the spectrum. We need to find the people that are somewhere in the middle, maybe genuinely curious or have some concerns, but don't really buy into that extreme mindset. And that's who we need to be focusing our efforts to talk to. We also need to make sure, you know, people are open to hearing from us. Uh, you know, calling somebody out in public is maybe not the right forum. You've got to decide, is this a private conversation? Is this a comment? You know, what's the best way to do this? And we also encourage, you know, always coming from a place of positivity uh, and not making it adversarial or, you know, you're wrong or you're ignorant for, for having a certain perspective, but trying to understand what their values actually are. Because 
the, the exciting thing about being in agriculture is that we have a built-in shared value with everyone because everyone eats. Whatever they eat, it is coming from a farmer in some way. So we have a built-in connection because we all care about food. So find that common ground and build the conversation from there. But we do absolutely encourage, you know, stepping up and, and correcting things that are inaccurate. But really being proactive is even more valuable than that. So we can correct the misinformation that's out there. But what's even more valuable is when we actually step up and share information on our own positively, not in response to something negative. Anything else I'm not asking you? I would just encourage folks to visit our website, animalagalliance.org. We're also very active on social media. So if you're passionate about these topics, check out the Allies program. We also have a scholarship competition for college students called College Aggies Online. So if you're a college student and you're passionate about uh, communicating about animal agriculture online or on campus, we encourage you to check that out. And we have a lot of resources on our website. So we're here to support you if you're in the animal agriculture community. So don't hesitate to reach out if there's a way we can do that. Hannah Thompson-Weeman is the Vice President of Strategic Engagement with Animal Agriculture Alliance. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.